Well, good day, everyone. Welcome to The Journey this week. My name's Jude Hennessy. I get to bring you this show. I feel really fortunate to do so with some great people from right around the country who contribute to this thing called The Journey. It's a contribution of the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong to the wonderful thing that is Christian radio in our nation. It's a real ministry. It goes from coast to coast, east to west, north to south, all over the middle. And we know that there are so many radio stations, more than we realise, we keep finding new ones that are taking it, and that's just fine by us. We, uh, we hope that it uh, is something that's benefiting you, your community, because of the great content that we've got from some really awesome people, like uh, Father Dave Callahan from the Missionaries of God's Love. He's with us today. He's going to talk to us about um, a remedy for, for sin, trying to overcome those things in our lives that we, we don't want to do, we just find ourselves doing. Great to have Dr. Byron and Francine Parola on the show again this week, and they're going to talk to us about our grand gestures, though they're nice and they can be really memorable, grand memorable things that one spouse might do for another, it's the daily stuff that really builds into a marriage. Father Tony Percy's with us, the word is his segment, and how God is concerned with our needs, not with not with earnings, and God's generosity. Mother Hilda Scott, got a beautiful story about waiting. And to kick us off, a fellow who I caught up with last weekend when I was down in Tasmania, I was down there doing a, a few talks at a conference on evangelisation. Great to meet some awesome people down there. Lots of people who listen to the show each and every week. And this guy who contributes to it, Father Mike Delaney, he's an absolute gem. Not only saw him at the conference, caught up with him for a, for a wonderful dinner. Beautiful Italian restaurant we went to on, on a Sunday evening. Great food, even better company. And we're really lucky to have him so regularly on the show. He's going to break open the gospel for us this week. He's called it At What Cost... He's going to talk about God's boundless generosity, and it's, it's breaking open the Gospel of Matthew 20, 1 to 16, where Jesus says, Why be envious? Because I am generous, this generosity of God. We're going to hear that proclaimed now by Max Norton. He's uh, our producer, sound editor extraordinaire, does the interviews, reads the Gospel, nothing he can't do, and we're going to hear him do that right now before we jump into a, a really jam-packed show. Some great music coming up too after Father Mike Delaney. You're going to hear Newsboys, the song The Greatness of God. And then after the break, after you've had a bit of time to, to sit with the, the gospel reading for the Sunday of the 25th Sunday in Ordinary Time, as we come towards the end of September, well, after that, you'll be hearing from Mother Hilda Scott. She's going to talk to us about God and God's waiting for us. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. I'm so glad you joined us this week on The Journey. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, The kingdom of heaven is like a landowner going out at daybreak to hire workers for his vineyard. He made an agreement with the workers for one denarius a day and sent them to his vineyard. Going out at about the third hour, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace and said to them, You go to my vineyard too and I will give you a fair wage. So they went. At about the sixth hour, and again at about the ninth hour, he went out and did the same. Then, at about the eleventh hour, he went out and found more men standing round, and he said to them, Why have you been standing here idle all day? Because no one has hired us, they answered. He said to them, You go to my vineyard too. In the evening, the owner of the vineyard said to his bailiff, Call the workers and pay them their wages starting with the last arrivals and ending with the first. 
So those who were hired at about the 11th hour came forward and received one denarius each. When the first came, they expected to get more, but they too received one denarius each. They took it, but grumbled at the landowner. The men who came last, they said, have done only an hour, and you have treated them the same as us, though we have done a heavy day's work in all the heat. He answered one of them and said, My friend, I am not being unjust to you. Did we not agree on one denarius? Take your earnings and go. I choose to pay the last comer as much as I pay you. Have I no right to do what I like with my own? Why be envious because I am generous? Thus, the last will be first, and the first last. The Gospel of the Lord. The Gospel Reflection with Father Mike Delaney. Welcome to this third week of my reflection series based on the theme, At What Cost? This week, we're again faced with the challenge in the Gospel regarding the boundless generosity of God and our response. We all know that much of the merchandise we purchase is manufactured by people in countries where just wages are not the norm. We also know that we, or at least I know I struggle, when someone seems to get a better deal than I was even offered. So this passage today challenges us about equity in the light of so much social inequity in our world. Just over 15 years ago, I served as a chaplain on HMAS Darwin when it was deployed to the Arabian Gulf. One of our first ports of call was Bahrain, and one of my duties on that trip was to liaise with the US chaplains. So I visited the chaplain at Bahrain to receive updated information about the ships and personnel I would be caring for during our deployment. So we left the ship to go to the US base. We came to a crossroad. And as our bus came to a stop, a group of men approached the small truck in front of us that was carrying a container. And before the truck moved off, several men had climbed onto the back of the truck. They'd managed to get work to unload the truck when it arrived at its destination. Like the men in the Gospel passage today, they'd been waiting since dawn so that whenever a truck left the dock, they tried to get work. And those who missed out with that truck, they would be approaching the next vehicle in the hope of getting work even well into the afternoon. I believe that the passage we've just listened to is providing two insights into the generosity of God. Firstly, the payment of a denarius to each person was not the payment of a wage for work done. It was the payment that was the amount considered to be that which was necessary for a family to have sufficient to survive each day. The second way is to perhaps look at the parable in the light of the early Christian community, of which Matthew would be immensely knowledgeable no longer just a community of Jews, but was now a diverse community made up of Jews and pagans and some of those pagans were now becoming leaders of the community. It's almost a feeling of what happens when someone who's a Johnny-come-lately is accepted as being as much a part of the community as I am and therefore is as worthy of the mercy of God as I am. So the question becomes, what happens, what will it cost me that allows me to change my attitude to them so that I can really understand the generous love of God that is not concerned about how, when or why, but who. As we try to answer these questions, my prayer is that rather than resent God's generosity, we'll actually give thanks that God is bigger than we are and is just to all of us, no matter when or how 
we hear the Word of God. You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full.
You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. Now, Wisdom from the Abbey with Mother Hilda. I heard a lovely little story the other day. It's an ancient Chinese story. There was a man trudging exhausted under the sun. He came across a great oak tree and rested in its shade. What a happy chance I found you, he said. But the oak tree replied, It's no chance. I've been waiting for you for 400 years. You know what I think? I think God says that to us again and again and again. I think he says things like, I've been waiting all your life for today because today I want to show you what kindness really is. I've been waiting for you all your life because today... I want to introduce you to someone who will become very important in your life. I've been waiting for you all your life because today I want to give you something for which you are now ready. True it is, I think, that the older we get, the more we know that we do not know. The more we realise just how far we've drifted from what is right And you and I can begin to feel as though we'll never get things right. Chances are gone, opportunities are squandered, and they won't come back. Never realising that God is simply around the corner waiting for us. God with his gentle smile. For God there is no late in the day. It is always sunrise on our life. There is always something new. There is always a new beginning and another start. And God, like the oak tree, says, I've been waiting. It's probably worth your while to ask yourself tonight, what is it that God told me today that I had not known before? What do I have tonight that I didn't have when I started this day? What did God do for me today that feels very new because it was new today? And while you're at it, it may be worth your while looking at the quality of your own waiting. After all, so often, you and God are actually waiting together. I think that's a lovely picture. Thanks so much to Mother Hilda Scott there. Beautiful story. Again, linked to our, our gospel. There's no late in the day for God. He's just uh, ready and waiting for us at any point in time. Now, after the break, we're going to be hearing from Father Tony Percy. His segment, The Word, he's going to talk to us this week about what God is really concerned about. But just before we jump into that, just a reminder that from the 20th to the 22nd of October, at Cataract Scout Camp, which is in in Appen, southwest of Sydney, lots of people will know that. Lots of people from around the country have been there with the scouting movement. I think you can have up to 20,000 people on site there. We won't be having that many, but we'll be having a really good crew of dads and lads, fathers and sons for this fantastic weekend experience. Let's go and have a look at growing good men in your search engine. There's weekends are being held in Brisbane, down in Melbourne, and we've got this one here, which is really for the Dicey's of Wollongong and the greater Sydney region. Spots are limited and they're filling up fast, but we'd, um, we'd love to make sure that not one spot is vacant. This is so transformative for, for dads and, and their sons and for their journeying together into the future, well into the future. A bit more music now. Here's Mac Powell, The Joy of the Lord. And after the break, as I said, we'll be hearing from... Uh, from Father Tony Percy. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy and you're on the journey. 
All around us there are troubles and there are trials round every turn And though that cold wind won't stop blowing There's a fire in my bones And it keeps me The joy of the Lord is my strength and my song That sweet melody in my soul all day long No matter what comes, I just keep going on Cause the joy of the Lord is my strength and my song Till the trumpet sounds and the bells are ringing Till he calls me home, no, I won't stop singing For every question There's an answer for every problem. There's a prayer, but greater is He that lives within me than all the trouble here in this world. The joy of the Lord is my strength and my song. That's me. I've got that joy down in my soul. I've got that joy, joy of the Lord. I've got that joy down in my soul. I've got that joy, joy of the Lord. The joy of the Stop singing. Together on the journey, faith, hope, and love for life in all its fullness.
instead. Gonna sing this song to my final breath. Let the weight of this world go. Gonna be no tears, gonna be no pain. When I see that smile on my Savior's face. Father Tony Percy with The Word. This week, it's concerned with needs, not earnings. This Sunday is the 25th Sunday of the year, and the parable we have is from Matthew's Gospel. It's it's uh, chapter 20. It's the parable of the workers in the vineyard. The background of this is quite important. In the ancient world, if you didn't have land, you'd go out to the marketplace and you would be searching for work to be paid one denarius a day. That would help you and your family to survive from day to day. So that's the context of the parable. Jesus tells the parable saying that at the beginning of the day, people present themselves and they are employed. At about midday, more people present themselves and they're employed. Then later on, early afternoon, people present themselves. And then later in the afternoon, towards the end of the day, people present themselves for work. At the end of the day, Everyone is paid the one denarius. And those that came early are complaining about the fact that they've been paid just the same as those that came late. And Jesus then says, well, I'm generous. Why should you be envious? So the idea here, it's a very important idea that God says, I'm not so much concerned with what people earn. I'm concerned with what people need, their basic needs and their basic desires. It's a very important idea that all of us can take on board. So God is trying to say, look, if I'm concerned about not so much what people earn, but what they need, then you too, as a human society, should be concerned about this basic principle. So it's a very ancient uh, parable related to ancient times, but you can see how it becomes operative in the modern age. People have many needs, both bodily, spiritual, and needs of the soul that uh, God wants to supply them with. They can't earn these things, but they need them. And so we as a a Christian community have to try and respond as God himself would respond. It's a very important point on the generosity of God and our relationships with each other. It is a parable about work. And one of the previous popes devoted an entire encyclical, social encyclical to work, Uh, Pope John Paul II is now known as Saint John Paul II. He wrote the encyclical in 1981. He deals uh, very beautifully with the whole dignity of work. He he treats firstly about 
the objective nature of work and how there's all these different types of work and all of them should be considered of great value no matter what we do whether we're working with our hands whether we're working with our minds whether we're paid or whether we're not paid all work has a great dignity to it and then secondly deals with the subjective nature the fact that it's we human beings who do it and so therefore what we do in the eyes of god is important so the objective and then subjective meaning of work of great interest to you i think will be the very last section in that encyclical which is entitled a spirituality of work and what the pope does here is he coins a phrase which i think is rather beautiful he says that jesus's life in nazareth 25 years working away with mary and joseph he calls that the gospel of work he says it's the fifth gospel so we have four gospels matthew mark luke and john he said this one jesus working in nazareth is the fifth gospel because he did that for most of his life as uh, as the son of god as the son of man finally and very profoundly he talks about the spirituality of work he talks about our life having a rhythm the rhythm of work and the rhythm of rest he says that god works for 6 days and then rest for a day and those that gives you the 7 days of creation and so human work should have this human life excuse me should have this rhythm of 6 days of work and then a day of rest and that day of rest is a day when we look back at what we've done for the 6 days and we rest we internalize our work and we begin to see how god has been present in our work it's a very very important point because living as we are in modern life which has become so frenetic and so busy so yes this week the parable of the workers in the vineyard helps us to see the generosity of god and helps us to see a spirituality of work I hope you enjoyed that there from Father Tony Percy. We need to be concerned with needs, not earnings. Thanks to Father Tony, and we also had some great music. Cochran and Co. Running home with some more music coming up now. Here's Third Day and Spirit, and after the break, we're going to be getting some great tips in marriage from Dr. Byron and Francine Parola. They're the founders of Smart Loving, and today they're going to talk to us about grand gestures. Oh, they're they're all good and they're fantastic and they're very memorable. But not the sort of things that are going to be the glue that that hold marriages together. That's after the break. Faith, hope, love, and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. I'm so glad you joined us this week on the journey.
Hope, love and life. This is The Journey. Here's Byron and Francine Parola with Smart Loving, tips for vibrant marriages and family life. There's something exciting about the big romantic date together, the once-in-so-many-years extravaganza that celebrates our love. But is this the most effective way to strengthen our marriage? Hello, we're Francine and Byron Parola from Smart Loving, and today we're talking about the value of simple gestures of love. Most of us are time-starved and our marriages have serious cases of attention deficit disorder. That is, they are chronically neglected. It's tempting, therefore, to succumb to what we call the grand gesture solution, some extravagant display of generosity that is intended to make up for the multiple shortcomings in our attention. So we might spend up big on a birthday present or plan a lavish weekend away for an anniversary where we can have some quality time together. But here's the thing. Most relationships don't need a banquet of quality time. They simply need frequent small snacks. In fact, our marriage flourishes far better with frequent daily attention in small doses than in an annual or occasional grand gesture. The grand gesture is a lovely idea, but it's no good as a maintenance strategy. To maintain our connection day by day, we need to put in place simple habits that create space for time together in an overcrowded schedule. One of the simple ways we do this is taking an evening walk together. It gives us a bit of exercise and some private time together to debrief on the day without curious ears listening in. We have a standard route, and if we need another five minutes to finish a topic, we simply lap the block again. It's a powerful connection ritual that helps us to stay tuned in to each other's world. It works for us now that our children are older, but when they were young, we needed to be in the house. Back then, we had other strategies. The point is, every couple needs to find their own formula that works with their interests and circumstances. The only non-negotiable is that it needs to be done daily. Whether it's a child, a parent, a friend or your spouse, if you're not giving the relationship sufficient time, the relationship will stagnate and potentially break down. Making regular time for each other in small doses is one of the most powerfully loving things you can do. To learn more about healthier ways to relate, find us at smartloving.org. Thanks to Dr. Byron Francine. They're really, really good. The uh, 
really important understanding that we've got to give each other time. The grand gestures are fantastic, but in the context of, of relationships, just sufficient time and presence, there's no substitute for that. Now, hold on the heels of this talk we've just heard from Dr. Byron Francine Parola. Invitation for anyone who wants to go to a marriage enrichment weekend. It's been run by the wonderful people from Marriage Encounter. I know Dr. Byron and Francine are big advocates of, of this movement. Christine and Terry Mahoney are running it. 27th, as I said, 27th to the 29th of October, out at the Mount Carmel Retreat Centre. It's at Varaville. Beautiful spot, not too far from anywhere, really, if, if you're in Sydney. Check it out at their website, which is WWME, which is Worldwide Marriage Encounter.org.au. Just type in Marriage Encounter into your search engine, and this is a really powerful, wonderful experience. My, my wife, Karen, and I have done a Marriage Encounter weekend. Fantastic. Just amazing. We do courses for just about everything, and investing in your marriage with something like this is just a, it's a no-brainer. After the break, we're going to be hearing from Father Dave Callahan from the Missionaries of God's Love. He's going to talk to us about a remedy for sin. Some more music, though, from these guys. They're awesome. King and country. What are we waiting for? And after the break... We'll be hearing from Father Dave. He's going to round out the show for us this week. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. We're getting pretty close to the end, but you're still on the journey. What are we waiting for? What are we waiting for? Can't be what we can't see. Can't speak when we can't breathe. Can't dance if we don't move our feet It's a blur trying to keep pace Days are running like they're in a race Can't move if we're in our own way I guess the crisis is We've just one life to live And all one knows what happens next So what do we
Hi, I'm Dominic from Vancouver, Canada, and you're listening to The Journey. Every 
Together on the journey, faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness. Here are the missionaries of God's love with The Call. The call to follow Jesus is ultimately a call to be transformed into the very likeness of God, which is love. The old law was able to place restrictions on us that changed our behaviour, but it could not change our hearts. It might stop me from sinning, but it could not stop me from wanting to sin. This is where the message of grace is so revolutionary. The death and resurrection of Jesus frees me from my sin, but it is more than that. When we meditate on the love that has been shown through this saving action, we lose the desire to sin. Sin ultimately comes from a hunger for love, and so we fall upon creation in a desperate attempt to fill this hunger. Jesus gives us the ultimate remedy for sin by revealing to us a love that is greater than anything we can comprehend. The more we reflect on this truth and allow the grace to soak into our hearts, we will be transformed into the very likeness of the thing we are looking at, which is love. The fullness of this transformation will only take place if we are taking time every day to meditate on how God loves us. I'm Father Dave Callahan from the Missionaries of God's Love. Find out more about us at mglpriestsandbrothers.org. Sometimes I feel like I'm alone, a bit too broken, unseen, unknown. Sometimes the doubt. Starts creeping in So come remind me Once again It's in your blood It's in your 
Thanks so much to Father Dave there, who um, who spoke about the remedy for sin, which is changed hearts, the openness to, to God's grace, to God's mercy, to the transforming power of the Holy Spirit. That which the, the old law could never do, now when the law is written on our hearts, we have this desire to to serve God, to, to please God, to honour God and to avoid sin. Mind you, that battle for sin and against sin goes on in each one of us and it just means continually returning to the Father and returning to grace, being transformed into the saints we're called to be. So thanks to Father Dave, what a champion you are. Great to have your uh, your input to all of our contributors today, to Dr. Byron and Francine Parola. Great to have Father Tony Percy, of course. He's become a mainstay and a real significant feature of our show each and every week. We're really grateful for his inputs, Mother Hilda Scott. And great to have Father Mike Delaney, the third part in his series on At What Cost? And... Really, really grateful to him for all he's contributed over the past few weeks. We will be doing it all again next week as we're creeping pretty closely towards some of the the busyness and, and things that are part of the end of the year. Just remember being uh, hurried and being busy is, is not uh, necessarily God's plan for us. He wants us to be certainly fulfilling our potential, but make plenty of time in your week. So just, just be present. Just listen to God. And we hope that you've got some, some good fuel and some good things to think about coming off the back of the content from our presenters here today. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy, and you've been on The Journey. The Journey is presented by Jude Hennessy and produced by Max Norden on Dharawal Country in the office of the Bishop for the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong.